Cubana Kiss with another episode of the Hucha Chronicles podcast. And today I have Miss Cassandra with me, the CEO and founder of all things mugs related. Okay. What's <laughs> up, Cassandra? Hey, Cubana. Yes, your single name. I love it. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm just trying to stay out of the way of COVID. Mm. COVID can leave me alone. Especially with this second wave, it's low-key scary. It's starting to hit, like, I know. real close to me. So I'm like, yeah. this ain't like the first time at all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But for those who don't know, tell them who you are and what your business is. My name is Cassandra, born and raised here on the south side of Chicago. And my Woo-hoo. business is Mug Addicts. Um, but on social media and the website is Shop Mug Addicts. But Mug Addicts is really um, something that was birthed through COVID. It started before COVID, mm-hmm. but um, I really didn't have the time to delve in until right. we were on lockdown. So here but I am. It. Yeah. It's, it's that little bit of peace in the bit in the middle of a tragedy. You be like Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I love it. Okay, so how did you end up in mugs? Because we used to do all things sweet and spicy. Mm-hmm. So how did we transition from that to this? So all things sweet and spicy was a a boutique that I had in um Chicago Ridge Mall. I curated um I wanted to have a happy place for people who love spicy things and people who love sweet things and just bring them all together. And it opened September 1st of 2019 and I had really high hopes for it. Mm-hmm. And um, the location that we were in, the it was melting our chocolates. So they had to move us to another place in the mall mm-hmm. it just so happens that it was outside of a, um, a popular coffee oh. shop and so I would see people lined up for coffee and they would come out with mugs this particular coffee shop had like walls and walls of mugs so I go in because I love mugs I'm like great I'm about mm-hmm. to buy me some mugs and it's gonna be amazing right. and I go in to look and I'm like these mugs are pretty weak. Like, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't, none of this resonates with me. Like, who is buying these mugs? I'm like, okay, I'm tripping. I leave out. I didn't buy anything. Mm-hmm. And week after week, I see people lining up to buy these mugs. And I'm like, let me go back because maybe I missed something. Right. Went back and I study every mug slowly like nah they still weak like who who <laughs> who is this hitting home for who can relate to these weak ass mugs who can relate to these weak ass mugs <laughs> like who is getting their day started to this bullshit it was like champagne for breakfast and like, <laughs> that's what i'm pumpkin spice lovers like what so I, type of mugs. I came home and i'm like I'm going to make mugs. Mm. And I just wrote down 
uh, things that people say in my family and things I hear my friends say and, and, and phrases that we use in the black community as black women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I was like, I'm gonna write down 50 phrases and, mm-hmm. I'll, and let me just see. I had no idea how I was gonna make the mugs, no idea where the mugs was gonna come from, no idea <laughs> anything. I just like, let, let me make my own mug. And I said, I'm gonna write really mean shit on the mugs too, because I was still um, bitter about me quitting my job and how they treated me. Mm-hmm. So I was I, I was gonna call it mean mugs, and it was gonna be the meanest shit you could ever say to a yes. person, to your boss, to you. It was just gonna be like your fucking kid is ugly, like th- that kind of stuff. Hell yeah, like. <laughs> And I would have bought all that shit, like, and I need four dollars because I'm finna give them out for Christmas. Like, but then I started thinking, like, that's good. that's horrible. Like, if you're not part of the problem, you're part of the solution. Like, why would you want a whole mug line to putting people down? Mm-hmm. So I I stepped back and I just kept writing, kept writing, and I had index cards all over the house. This will work. This will work finding motivation and inspiration for me just driving on the expressway. And Mm -hmm. eventually I started just uh, writing mock-ups. Let me see how this will look on the mug. Let me test this font. Let me see how this will work. And before I knew it, I had 150 mugs. And I'm like, now what I'm going to do with them? Sell them. (laughs) Now we got people like me who got all these damn mugs around the house anyway. That is amazing. I, I, I did the, the website on my own. It took forever. And mm-hmm. and now I have almost 400 mugs. Wow. And it Something just hit me. just spiraled. Yeah, it just, and you know, it hit me because it's like, when you're a black woman, mm-hmm. when you getting motivated for the day, be a coffee mug, be a song, like, that's a different motivation because we are facing, oh, you you more likely to die from diabetes and high blood pressure and ain't nobody going to marry you and you got an attitude. So that requires a different motivation. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to put things on mugs that would inspire us, even the introverts, people who don't necessarily, like myself, go to other people with their problems. Like I had a mug that said, I'm sorry, friend. Dude was trash though. Like right. sometimes you just need to know that you're gonna be okay, and it's been fun. We it's been really need fun. Those mugs with those different things. I know I love. I'm a shot glass girl, but I love uh, mugs. And oh, I'm obsessed with mugs. I drink water. Yeah. I drink juice. I eat ice cream. I eat soup out of mugs. I because eat the ice cream, and then I put my cookies <laughs> around it because. <laughs> In a mug is just easier to do that for some reason. Yeah. And they keep your hand, you like, you don't have to. My fingers ain't cold because yeah. it's just everything. People don't yes. understand. I'm here with you. I, I yes. get it. I'm obsessed with mugs. Like, I love it. And I love that you were able to turn your obsession with something into a business in the middle of a pandemic where a lot of businesses are actually crumbling, but your and amongst other black owned businesses are flourishing, flourishing right now. I'm, I am, every time I get a, 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 a alert that says a, a sold, a mug has been sold, I'm like, what? And then I'm curious to see which mug sell. And it's always the, the things that I was like, oh, do you want to put that on a mug? And it's like the best sellers. We want, we the, want the ratchet shit at the end. Yeah. 
<laughs> at the end of the day, it don't matter how educated we are. It don't matter how, you know, we've, we've pulled ourselves by a bootstrap, moved out the hood. We still want ratchet shit. It's just it's fine. It's what it it's is. Fine. I love it. I love when I get stuff with ratchet sayings on it and stuff. I'll be like, oh, y'all know my heart. Like, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you mentioned earlier that you quit your job. And you didn't like how you were treated. And one of the things I wanted to talk about today is being a black woman in corporate business world America and how that looks mm-hmm. when you are strong-willed and um, I want to you're strong-willed, you're very opinionated. Like, I know how I feel in my current corporate job, but I wanted to know how and what, how you felt working there and then how you felt when you was like, you know what, I quit. Oh, it's a it's a story that I didn't know would end that way. I went to you know I was the case manager for twelve years. Mm-hmm. So, and people who don't know what case management case managers do, I was a, a non medical social worker case manager, and um, I set up services in people's home for persons with disabilities and seniors. So, just to make them comfortable at home to avoid nursing home stays, and. I was supposed to retire from doing something in social services, or so I thought, you know, Mm -hmm. I was supposed, I got, I went to school, got my degree, got my job, bought a house, Mm -hmm. bought a new car. I was just supposed to, you know, sail into the sunset and work for somebody for 40 years, I guess. Right. And at 36, I had a son, which I never thought I would have children. I was like, no. Put some stamps in my passport, and me and my sister, we're gonna travel the world. Like, why would we have children? <laughs> and so, after having him, after going back to work, like how they harassed me when I was on maternity leave. When you coming back? What you? And I'm like, I just had a baby and an emergency C-section, so that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Right. So I'm like, okay. But all the while knowing at this particular company, black women, black men are not being promoted. And although I was making good money, I had almost neared a cap. Was like I wasn't gonna really get more. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what do I do? Because if I go somewhere else, I'm not gonna make this money. So it was really a dilemma. And I'm like, okay, I'm just they gonna have to drag me out of here. Basically, I'm secure. Mm-hmm. I got a mortgage. I got a kid. They're gonna have to drag. And they just kept piling things on our plate at work and we were sitting here like how do you expect us to do this especially you know if you're in the field um they really want you to work four times as hard working from home is really i would rather be in the office because they really don't expect that much from you when you in the office so it was very discouraging i really never knew what I was going to do. And I really never thought that entrepreneurship would be a thing for me, even though I had all these ideas in my notebook. All Things Sweet and Spicy was in my notebook for four or five years. Um, And Mug Addicts, even though I was calling it something else, was in my my notebook for longer than that. And it's just like, okay. So a family member was like, hey, you want to you know, do you have an idea for a small business? I want to kind of, and I'm like, oh, I have the opportunity. I have a a, a partner. Mm-hmm. 
let's see how this works. So we got everything to open all things sweet and spicy. And I'm like, I can't be a new mom and start a new business and keep this job. Like, I'm not going to put my son up for adoption and I'm not going to miss out on this opportunity. So the job had to go. Right. And I knew that if I put in two weeks, they were going to make that two weeks hell. So I cleaned up all my cases. And on a Friday, Friday, July 26th, I wrote a letter like, yeah, dog, this is my last day. <laughs> she said, all right, I'm going to head out. And that's just what it's going to be. And they like, and I and I slid the computer and the work cell phone and they called me like, are you sure you want to do this? You'll never work for this company again. Why would you mess up your stellar work record with us? And I had been there for six years and I'm like, yeah. and, and then they just flipped. Well, do your exit interview and this and this, and like, like I had never worked there before. So it's like, yeah. okay. You made the right decision. Fast forward to opening all things sweet and spicy, my partner, also a family member, came to me like, do you think you know somebody who want to buy me out? Like, she wasn't feeling it. And I'm like, okay. So the lesson in that was when God gives you an idea, you don't need to bring somebody in on it. That's for you. Mm -hmm. So you didn't need nobody to execute that. Didn't know that then. Right. And so... Um, in January, I started writing my ideas for mugs mm-hmm. while still working the, the horrible mall hours for the mall hours are horrible, especially so during the Christmas season. <laughs> and so-, so I'm like, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do this. And then COVID. Mall closed. Yep. Store gone. Not going back. And during that time, I was working on the website working on mugs and that's how that's how it came to be i love that you took that that leap of faith right because like a lot of us are scared to do that you be like oh i got all these ideas but i gotta pay my mortgage but i gotta pay my car no what who gonna feed these kids if i do this and a lot of the times that's like you said god be putting it in your ear like I wouldn't give you a idea without having yeah. no plan behind you. Just yeah. trust me. And I can't even front. I'm one of them people that be like, look, God, I got more than a mustard seed size faith. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I can't it's, walk out right now. Like It's very scary. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to be honest. Like, if it wasn't for my son's father, he, he said, you know, I will work two full-time jobs. Just make sure you give it your effort. I love Besides, it. like, it's it's COVID. Who's going to stay home? We have a two-year-old. He's not going to daycare. He's not going to grandma's house. So it was, like, better for our family for me to stay home. And while he's sleeping, while he's napping, mm-hmm. I'm mugged, emails. Mm-hmm. And so it just happened. I had no idea this would be my life. And... I, I don't even, I like, can't believe that I'm here every day. Like doing something that you want to do. Yeah. Not because you have to, because you want yeah. to. And, it's, and it's, don't get me wrong. It's not easy. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, I work for, I'm, I'm afraid every day. Yeah. But if I'm honest, I have never been more financially secure, not having a paycheck every two weeks. Then I, I always felt like because I was making so much money, um, 
I'm like, they gonna yank this for me at any moment. And mm-hmm. and and the more they piling on me, like they gonna see that I'm really struggling at work. So it I, it it didn't feel very secure to me. Right. But I didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. So entrepreneurship doesn't feel very secure to me either. <laughs> but right now I'm just trusting yeah, that this process. is trust in the process even though it's hard because it's like 2020 mm-hmm. has every time i try to th- trust the process it's like oh right. i gotta dodge something else like oh okay. 2020 ain't been like listen every month i'm waiting on aliens okay like we in aliens or zombies this month because i just ain't even we had flying hornets we got covid they didn't okay. ridges and alex i just okay. ain't even i don't understand i'm like and we kobe but I think it started with Kobe. I feel like yeah, Kobe and Chadwick. That Chad, like my heart. Yeah, and I wasn't even like a diehard Kobe fan, but it, I still can't even really look at his pictures on Instagram. So, like I have to just scroll past. Like I can't. I grown to be a Kobe fan. My son is the biggest Kobe fan. Probably, and not telling anybody your business, but probably outside of your sister. That I. Oh, okay. My She's son obsessed. has has the Kobe book bag, the Kobe jerk. Look, mom, can I paint my room purple and gold? Mom, can I put a number eight and a number 24 on my wall? Like, I mean, Aww. he be talking to me like, mom, you remember that one game where Kobe scored 81? Fam, you weren't even thought of. How you remember that game? Like, <laughs> he talking about. Yeah. So I think that was like, the, we 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 got like a little running joke in our house there. Like, I feel like Kobe started the rapture. Cause I okay. just noticed this year after him, we started losing. Like you, boom, 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 boom. It was just so many people, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And then it was like, "Hey, everybody, COVID is actually more serious than we thought it was." <laughs> so we need you all to stay in the house. And I'm like, yeah. "What the hell is going on?" Girl, so, like, like I said, this month I've been I've been preparing myself for aliens. Next month I, I, I'm ready for the aliens or the zombies, whatever comes. I'm in December. I'm actually waiting on Santa Claus to be like, "Hey y'all, y'all thought I was a mystical creature? I'm for real." <laughs> <laughs> right, but he looked like Bishop Don Juan or something. Right, as soon as all off, like we had him all wrong. He'll come out like, hey, bounce. He actually bald. Like, wait, what? He's going to be like, actually, I don't know who that white man is. Okay. But that is so funny. So I just want to talk about the entrepreneurship portion of all of this, right? Because, like, I, in the midst of the COVID pandemic, everybody else, like, I launched my podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was super nervous, not because I hadn't done a podcast before or because I hadn't been in radio before, just because I was like, Damn, everybody launching a podcast right now. They ain't got nothing else to do it but sit at home and talk. <laughs> but but I was super scared because I was like, dang, you have so much experience in radio. What if you fail? Right? Like, mm-hmm. what if this doesn't work out? What if no one cares about black-owned businesses and small-owned businesses the way you do? Mm-hmm. Like, what if all of this happens? And then <laughs> being a black woman in a white male-dominated field is not like the best thing ever. And I just know that like reaching out for help is hard for me because I'm like, not they really gonna help me or they setting me up for right for failure. Like how has that been on the side for you? Um it's it's been a challenge because mm-hmm. I'm I don't like to ask for help. And I 
have to talk myself off a ledge pretty much every other day. I'm like, there's a reason why nobody dedicated, you know, people, they'll have a mug in their merchandise. It's a a mug or Mm -hmm. t-shirt. It's mostly t-shirts, but a few mugs. Like, why would you have a whole mug boutique? Like, why? There's, there isn't one. Because we needed it. (laughs) Why would you have want thousands and thousands of mugs Mm -hmm. for black women like what what are you crazy because maybe there's a reason nobody has done this before maybe i'm not gonna say nobody because there are people like uh oh the mug mantra mugs and she has Mm -hmm. a lot of mugs and it's just like one word and very classic and very but I wanted to cover the entire emotion of a black woman from mm-hmm. having your baby to breaking up to celebrating Thanksgiving to because you got a mug that say I think it say shut the fuck up but obviously fuck is like asterisk and stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like I need that I need that mug like <laughs> simple sweet yeah. to the point but I need that mug and it's like you don't respect my no and mm-hmm. um my salary does not align with your expectations in other words y'all got me fucked up like (laughs) per my last email (laughs) that's a mug because like (laughs) y'all my job ex job kept howling stuff on me like y'all don't pay me enough money to ignore my well-being my mental health like what Mm -hmm. is this so it's sometimes i think i'm crazy like maybe if emma's like how often do people drink out of mugs? I heard people say, do black people even use mugs? And I'm like, <laughs> you asking me if black women use cups? Like, I'm so confused. We drink coffee at home like everybody else drink coffee at home. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, so and even it's, it, it's, so like I said, I have to talk myself off a ledge mm-hmm. every day. Like, keep going. When I think I can't go any longer, I just keep going anyway because it's like, why not? I are if I give half mm-hmm. of myself to to my business that I did to somebody else's business, let's just see how 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 that works. And you go and so, so much harder for yeah. yourself. Yeah, and for other black businesses mm-hmm. because I know what it's like to start and and. I had to fight off a lot of the stereotypes and the stigmatization that I had within myself. So when the notion is, oh, black companies don't give stellar customer service. So I would make sure that, okay, this won't be me knowing that that's just a seed that has been planted to discourage black mm-hmm. women, black people from starting businesses. So I had to unlearn a lot of things. And so if you see my my stories, I always dedicate my stories to other businesses. Yeah. My pages for me, but my stories are for everybody. Yeah. So it's like my highlight reel. So that's me giving back because I know it's hard to get your name out there. And if mm-hmm. I could just have one person that follows me also follow you, then that's a win. One of the things that I tell uh, my listeners, my my followers on Instagram and everything, I think that the notion that 
Black businesses don't provide good customer service. Black businesses overcharge. Black business, mm-hmm. like all these negative connotations that have been um, put on our black businesses are simply untrue. And yeah. and, and it's just nothing Absolutely. else to say that. I, I mean, you follow me on Instagram and those who do follow me on Instagram know majority of everything that I own comes from a black business. I buy mm-hmm. my lipstick from a black woman. I buy my hair from a black woman. Like, hell, I got hot sauce in my house came from a black company. Like, I just, that's just who I am. And out of all of these businesses that I work with as an influencer, I have never had an experience where I'm just like, oh my God, I never shot with a black company mm-hmm. again. I've, I've yeah. yet to be there. And I used to tell people too, like, so when you get bad customer service at Walmart, or when you get mm-hmm. bad customer service at Target, or Best Buy, or Jewel, do you not shop there ever again? Or do you go mm-hmm. there again because that was a one-off? Like, How about you go look around our neighborhoods, and I don't know where some of your listeners, I am in the hood, mm-hmm. hood adjacent. Call it what you want. I'm hood adjacent. I'm in Morgan but, Park, and okay. across the street is Roseland. Listen. <laughs> I'm in uh, Washington Heights, and across the track is Roseland. So, so and yes. that, and I'm right off the expressway. Mm-hmm. But you see other people opening businesses in our neighborhoods, right? That's a tell. Like that's a if you got a liquor store, a nail salon, mm-hmm. whoever, a food restaurant. And I'm looking. I rolled past uh, uh, last month, and I'm like, these businesses really don't care how they present their business in our neighborhood. You go <laughs> so up to a restaurant and it's a, 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 a water stain on the ceiling okay. or tile yeah, coming they got up. A ceiling. Okay. And, and they are proud business owners and they came to this country and made something out of nothing. But the look of their business says that they don't care about the people that they're serving. And we go back and get our eyebrows done and get our nails done and get our toes done. Even if you Come up with a fungus. You blaming it on yourself. Oh, I left my nail polish on too long. Um, yep. Nope. You are exactly. speaking. You are speaking facts. <laughs> I have. This is what made me go to a black nail salon. I currently get my nails and my feet done at a black nail salon. My nail technician is a young black woman who own her shit, and she take care of my nails. She should be like, and you see right here where it's starting to get dark is because it looked like you might have hit it. So I'm going to watch this one. We're not going to do this today. We're going to do something different. Like she, but what got me there was I went to the nail salon in my neighborhood to get my eyebrows done. That's it. Simple, sweet to the point. Should have been in and out. I walked in, I noticed how crowded it was. She, the lady who does eyebrows typically, was doing lashes. Now, for those who don't get their lashes done, if you get an individual lash, this ain't no easy. You in and out in five or 10 minutes. Like, they be in there for a good minute. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, she say, what you here for? So I said, look, I'm already throwing off. I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. But <laughs> I said, I'm here for eyebrows. How long for eyebrows? Oh, just have a seat. No, I asked you a question. How long for eyebrows? So she looked, she, and I'm bad, baby, if looks could kill, I've been dead three times in that dog on nail salon because she was tired of me anyway. She looks her over, she cut her eyes over to the people waiting, sit down waiting. How many people here for eyebrows? So a couple people raised their hand. That's how many people in front of you. So then, because I grew up in the hood, <laughs> bitch, I asked you a question. <laughs> 
now I'm mad. Like now I feel like I gotta be super hood. You know, I asked you a question and you can't even give me, there's a time frame. You know how long you got with this lady that's in the chair. You see how many people. Tell me how long it's going to take for you to get to me. Can I leave and go do something else and come back? Still have my spot? Like, give me more. After that, I walked out. I did not get my eyebrows done that day. I actually think I walked around for about three months with bushy eyebrows. <laughs> I did not get my eyebrows done that day. When I was leaving, there was a young lady sitting by the door and she said, she been acting like that since I sat in here. I said, yeah, you still in here ready to give her your money. Cause I'm not. You're not gonna put your establishment in my neighborhood and not treat me as if your establishment can't exist if I don't shop here. Exactly. Without my money, you can't be successful. So you gonna treat me well or I'm not coming. I ain't been back since. That's yeah. been almost two years now. I do my own nails. I stay forget it. I'll yeah. buy me black on nail polish. Yes. And I do my own. Friend, like, I'm not there yet. You're I got, look, I got Corona eyebrows and I don't care. I'm going to be looking like Ice Cube by the end of the week, but it's cool. It's cool. I've been watching some YouTube videos to see if I can learn how to do these eyebrows because, auntie, this ain't it. <laughs> it's horrible. Yes. Okay. So if people want to buy a mug, if people want to follow you on Instagram or Whatever social media is like, where can they find you? I am at Shop Mug Addicts. That's Shop Mug Addicts on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. What you want, Pinterest friend? Girl, y'all on Pinterest friend. I'm on Pinterest. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> follow you on Pinterest. I ain't know. Okay, so shop at Shop Mug Addicts on mm -hmm. everything. On and everything. then what's the website? Shopmugaddicts.com. Yes. So if you are listening to this on your favorite podcast site, or if you're listening to this on YouTube, everything will be down below in the description box of the website and the links to her social media, including Pinterest. Okay. <laughs> so make sure y'all check out Shop Mug Addict. And thank you so much for coming on, Cassandra. Oh my, thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so proud of you, girl. Thank you. Y'all, I've known Cassandra for a long time. Long time. It just is what it is now. But I'm so <laughs> happy that you have taking your lemons and <laughs> made lemonade and margaritas and everything else. Girl, lemon tartare, <laughs> lemon pie, lemon everything. <laughs> I love it. So thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Yes, y'all stay tuned in. We'll be right back. Woo child. It ain't nothing like a good online boutique. And I'm gonna give y'all a little secret. One of the best ones out there is a Leah Rose Boutique. Look, Go to AaliyahRoseBoutique.com, child. I'm going to tell you why. She got everything. She got shades, earrings, lip gloss, t-shirt, dresses, biker shorts. Baby, she got it all. Look, I'm the shade queen, honey. And sometimes I got to switch out these prescription glasses and put on my shades so I can catch all the shade that might be thrown at me. And then I also make sure I wear my rose hip oil from Aaliyah Rose Boutique. Has my lips feeling smooth, soft, and kissable, okay? Look, go ahead and check out this boutique. Baby, I promise you won't be disappointed. Make sure you tell them, Cubana sent you, mwah. Woo child. I have three new products in my skincare shower routine from LB Beauty. They have great products that are natural and made to help keep you cleansed, 
soft and moisturized. Step one in their routine, you use their LB Super Epic Wash. Y'all, it's so amazing. It has a really strong ginger lemony scent. It smells so good. It's natural based, so it doesn't strip you of those natural moisturizers you already have in your skin. Step two, rinse the body wash off. I would hope that you guys would be doing that anyway. <laughs> Step three and four, you use the shea butter scrub. Listen, this shea butter scrub is by far my favorite. It has my body feeling super soft to the touch, almost like I didn't need any other product after that. Then you rinse. And the last step is to use the Shadration Mist. It's just to add on to that moisture you already get it from the Shea Butter Scrub. Listen, check out LB Beauty. Tell them Cubana sent you. What's up y'all? And before we get into those hot topics, you already know what time it is. It's definitely time for what's in the Cubana Kiss mug. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my little tea bag stream. Yes, I am drinking tea today. I feel perfectly fine. I don't feel sick. I just was in a tea mood. And specifically, my Femi Detox Hunt Tea Vibes Tea. Right now, it's my vibe. I really love how it tastes. It's a natural tea. It's good for the women's insides. You know, you cleanse your insides for your outsides to be sweet. Okay? So, that's what's in Cubana Kisses mug. If you want this mug or any other product, you can just click the link in the description box and you can get you a mug, a t-shirt, a long sleeve, a hoodie, whatever. And make sure you stay tuned because you don't want to miss the Black Friday sale. Okay? Now, let's get into them hot topics. Listen, it's been a whirlwind of a week and so it's so much shit that's going on. So let's just get into what the shit is. Okay? Before I do anything, I do want to um, extend my prayers, my positive vibes, my positive thoughts to a college friend of mine, Jeremiah. We went to Columbia together. His sister is my sister. And um, it was recently reported that he is in ICU on a ventilator due to COVID-19. Um, that family means so much to me. And so I want to continue to pray and continue to bombard them with positive thoughts and vibes to pull Jeremiah through this. Um, the last thing I heard is that he was doing very well and that he was responding well to um, the treatments that they were giving him. So I'm praying that he pulls out of this and that this will be a great testimony in the future. So my prayers and my, and my thoughts are with you guys, okay? In other news, it's time for the versus battle, okay? Listen, the versus battle is Jeezy, okay, and Gucci Mane. Listen, I'm a Jeezy girl. I'm a Jeezy girl. And I've been seeing a lot of people kind of going with the snowman. And I don't know, y'all. I feel like y'all sleep on old school Jeezy. Now, if we just gonna do straight new school, then yeah, I would go with Gucci too. Because Gucci low-key been killing the charts lately. But if we want overall career, I'm going with Jeezy. Tell me who you think you got. And who you think gonna win in the versus battle. Because I got Jeezy. Okay, so that's that on the versus. Last week, I reported on King Von's untimely passing, the murder that, that, that took him from the music industry, from his family. And then T.I. 
Y'all know I hate T.I. Y'all y'all know this. Like, he is not. I just hate him. T.I. got the nerve to say, get handle your beef on your own turf. My nigga, if that's the most insensitive shit I've ever heard, this motherfucker acting like Atlanta don't go the fuck up, okay? Y'all be shooting just like Chicago be shooting. Stop coming from my city. Because at this point, I'm ready to square with anybody over Shotown. Like, y'all make it seem like my city is just so trash. And it's not, like... We have amazing things going on in the city. And we got our bad seeds like everybody else got their bad seeds. But this doesn't even appear to be something that King Von was a part of or anything negative in his life. This seems like this was just him being in the wrong place, unfortunately. So, T.I., shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's all I got on that, okay? <sighs> okay. I love me some Nipsey. And his passing definitely... Woke a spirit, a hustle spirit in me. I already had the hustle spirit, but it's other things that, you know, hustle, not hustle, that Nipsey hustle preached and, and, and tried to make sure we understood. And one of the things was about a block. So he, he bought a lot of property and he pushed us, and I say us, I mean black folks. He pushed us to also buy property. So I did that. I, I bought a home and I plan on buying more property. And I think that's a great thing. Um, unfortunately, it's being reported that the Nipsey Hustle Marathon store was vandalized according to um, High 97. I don't even understand what's going on. It's a video circulating saying that the marathon, that the marathon clothing store and the entire shopping complex was vandalized. So it wasn't just his store, but it was the entire complex. But the, we're gonna focus right now on that store because, unfortunately, like that hit home, right? Like that was that store just holds so much of everything from his life to his death. And so for people to just be so rude and disrespectful. I just can't even get with it, Joe. I just really can't get with it. <laughs> okay, y'all. This is not funny, but it's funny. It's not funny because I don't want to see no black man locked up. But I just find this a quinky dink. Lil Wayne is currently being charged with possession of a firearm. And he is facing 10 years of time because of this. Okay, so we all know recently Lil Wayne was in the news. And I reported on this as well because he supported Donald Trump, which that's all, that's your business or whatever. But, okay, so according to the reports, Lil Wayne has been charged with one account, um, one account, Lord, one count of possession of carrying a firearm and the ammunition by a convicted felon. He is a convicted felon. After federal agents searched his plane back in 2019. So this happened in 2019. And we, he just now getting charged to today in 2020, okay? So, yeah, he's scheduled to appear in court next month. And if he's convicted, he is looking up to 10 years behind bars, bro. Like, I wonder how his girl considering it. Like, I know they really ain't together or they fake together because it was reported that she dumped him after he supported Trump. As he supported Trump, like, out in the world or whatever, publicly. But I ain't waiting on no nigga. You can't even be in a holding cell with me. I'm, I can't, I'm, mm -mm, I am not ride or die. My loyalty don't run that deep. Once you get locked up, it's over. Sayonara, see you later. I'm moving on, child. Cause I can't wait on no man in no jail cell. So this is interesting. But let's bring it back tenfold because then 50 Cent reacts to Lil Wayne facing these federal charges and told him, maybe you should call Trump. I mean, that's your homie, right? <laughs> That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say on that. 
I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this Megan and Tori situation. I really wish this shit would just die down like y'all beating a dead horse at this point. The nigga being charged. Uh, he not canceled. It's just a lot going on. But apparently, Megan Thee Stallion has said that Tori, that Tori Lanez offered her hush money. Okay, so during a recent interview with GQ Magazine, Megan spoke on the incident. Or whatever. She in the interview she revealed directly that the, after the shooting, Tory Lanez offered to pay her and her best friend hush money to remain silent about the entire incident. Okay, so this is what she said. She said, "Like I never put my hands on nobody. I barely even said anything to the man who shot me when I was walking away. We were literally like five minutes away from the house. At this point, I'm really scared." Because this is like right in the middle of all of the protesting. Police are just killing everybody for no reason. And I'm thinking, I can't believe you even think I want to take some money. Like, you just shot me. So, that's interesting as fuck. But then Tori responded via Twitter with just a blue cap. Some of some pretty much insinuating that Megan is capping. So, I don't know. At this point, it's just too much. I, I am a wholeheartedly like you're innocent until proven guilty, but I just feel like all the cards against you, Tori. So, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Speaking of Twitter, any of y'all did the Twitter update? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. One thing that I loved about Twitter was that they did not fall in line with all the other social media um, platforms. So, once... Instagram was bought by Twitter. Um, Instagram was bought by Facebook. That really irritated my soul because I really enjoyed Instagram. I had been on Instagram since it was only for iPhones. That's that's that. Okay, I bet you didn't know that. Instagram used to be solely an app for iPhone. Then they opened it up to Android. It used to be strictly for iPhone. That's how long I've been on Instagram. When it was bought by Facebook. They start doing a lot of Facebook ass shit. And I personally am not a big Facebook fan. I love Twitter because I can get my thoughts out and they just, they're there. They're still there. And it's just real time, quick stuff. Like, oh, okay, that nigga get on my nerve. I could tweet that real quick and be done. Well, Twitter has recently done an update and they have a story, just like your Instagram story or your Facebook story. They now have a story and it's called Fleet. So you can ask stories. To your Twitter, just like you can on Instagram and Facebook. I absolutely hate it. I don't think it was necessary. One thing I loved about Twitter, as I said, is that you were your own. You stood alone. What the fuck was this? Now, according to them, according to them, they want people to use, they want people to use this to be able to get quick stuff out. That they, you know, just want to get out real quick and then disappear later. They also want people to use the um, hashtag by Instagram, uh, which has been trending since this has, since Twitter has done this update. Most people enjoyed this update, so it is what it is. I personally don't because I like that Twitter stood alone and it wasn't like everything else. Like if I really wanted to. If I really wanted stories and if I wanted to post something on a story, I would just go to Instagram. I don't want to go to, it's just too much for me. Tell me what y'all think. Y'all like the new Twitter update? I ain't fucking with it. <laughs> I just ain't fucking with it. Listen, baby. 
actually really dislike Wendy Williams. I think she's very messy. And, and for her to have so much mess in her own personal life, for you to just be simply as messy as you are, I can't fuck with her. But in Wendy Williams' messy fashion, she says that Black China reached out to her for help because she needed a place to live. Okay, so during a segment on the Wendy Williams show, her and her guests were speaking about Tyga, and Wendy just says that Black China sent her a text message. It, he has a child with Black China, right? Yes, yeah, so that's King Cairo that he's- I told you Black China um, texts me regularly, can you help me find a condo? I have no place to live. What? Nope, didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, China. She said she's not getting child support from either. From uh, the payments were lowered from Robin. She yep. said that Tyga mother, doesn't single help mother at all. of two. Can I find her a place to live? And it was like random. Like maybe she sent a blast to everybody that she knows because it didn't say like, "Dear Wendy." Yeah. I didn't answer it. I don't want to be involved. Bitch, if somebody reached out to you and said they need a place to stay and you just don't respond, you trifling anyway. So all of this shit just just don't even sound right. But then. Black China responds with her own Instagram message. Now, first of all, Black China has a Kardashian baby. She ain't gonna never need no place to stay the fuck. I don't understand. Good day, child. I don't believe nothing Wendy Williams say because half the shit she say be half truth. And once you tell me a half truth, I, everything else to me you say is a lie. So I'm good on you, Wendy. And I don't believe that she ever reached out to you. Uh, okay, so before we get out of here, I do want to say that next week is Thanksgiving and I know that we have to celebrate as a new normal, with a new normal rather. And I just want all of you all to be safe. Please keep in mind that we are still in the middle of a pandemic and we still have things that we are trying to accomplish in this world. We are trying to stop the spread and slow it down, okay? So if you're going to be with your family, be safe about it. Um, I hope you all have quarantined for 14 days so that you can be um, with your family on Thanksgiving. I know this is difficult. I know we all look forward to the holidays um, to see our families and to um, fellowship with them and eat great food and stuff. But this year is a little different. So I'm just asking that all my listeners be safe and send me pictures of your food. Now if that shit look nasty, I'm calling you out, okay? So it just is what it is. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast streaming site, make sure you leave me a review and give your girl five stars, all right? That's how I get noticed by the people I need to be noticed by. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell, baby, so you don't miss anything I got coming out. Until then, y'all, TCYL. Also, don't forget to follow me at Cubana Kiss on everything.